Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Today is World Press Freedom Day, established by the UN General Assembly back in 1993 to, quote, celebrate the fundamental principles of press freedom, assess the state of press freedom throughout the world, defend the media from attacks on their independence, and pay tribute to journalists who have lost their lives in the line of duty, end quote. And journalists do lose their lives in the line of duty. Another nine died just this week in Afghanistan. And there are many dozens, if not hundreds, of journalists around the world in prison right now for doing things like uncovering mass graves in Burma, now known as Myanmar. True enough, you may say, but this is the U.S., and we are a bastion of press freedom. But are we? It is true that one of America's founders, Thomas Jefferson, once wrote that a way to, quote, censor government is to, quote, give them, people, full information of their affairs through the channel of the public papers and to contrive that those papers should penetrate the whole mass of the people, the basis of our governments being the opinion of the people. The very first object should be to keep that right. And were it left to me to decide whether we should have a government without newspapers or newspapers without a government, I should not hesitate a moment to prefer the latter. But I should mean that every man should receive those papers and be capable of reading them. End quote. That is probably as direct a statement of the importance of the press in a free society as has ever been made. The theme of this year's World Press Freedom Day echoes Jefferson's opinion in important ways. This year's theme is, quote, keeping power in check, media, justice, and the rule of law, end quote. The UN Declaration mentions the important role of the press, quote, especially during elections, as a watchdog fostering transparency, accountability, and the rule of law, end quote. So how are we, and how is the world, doing with keeping the press free and vibrant? According to Reporters Without Borders, not so well. Every year since 2002, Reporters Without Borders has published the World Press Freedom Index, an evaluation of press freedom in 180 countries. Quote, it is a snapshot of the media freedom situation based on an evaluation of pluralism, independence of the media, quality of legislative framework, and safety of journalists in each country, end quote. The ratings are good, fairly good, problematic, bad, and very bad. So, how many countries out of 180 are in the good category? A whopping 17, or less than 10%. The U.S., of course, home of the First Amendment, is right near the top, right? Sadly, the U.S. comes in at number 45, right below Romania, and only two spots above the beginning of the problematic category countries. Whoa, what's that about? The title of the report is, quote, RSF Index 2018, Hatred of Journalism Threatens Democracies, end quote. The report goes on to explain that, quote, hostility towards the media, openly encouraged by political leaders, 
and the efforts of authoritarian regimes to export their vision of journalism pose a threat to democracies. End quote. A little further on, the report notes that, quote, the United States, the country of the First Amendment, has fallen again in the index under Donald Trump, this time two places to 45th. A media-bashing enthusiast, Trump has referred to reporters as, quote, enemies of the people, the term once used by Joseph Stalin, end quote. All this, assuming that we believe it, is interesting, you may say, but what does that have to do with matters digital? A lot. The majority of the American people now get their news not from newspapers, as in Jefferson's day, but through electronic and increasingly digital media. It's no secret, for example, that the number of daily newspapers has drastically declined over the last 10 years, and that there are over 10,000 less newspaper reporters today than there were a decade ago. That audiences for TV network news have declined substantially, and that the number of radio stations offering local news has simply tanked. Yes, all that's true, one may say, but now we have a gazillion news sources on the Internet, so it's just a case of one technology replacing another. And in fact, we now have many more sources of information than we ever have had. Yes, somewhat true. And those sources are so much easier for governments to control in one way or another. In some countries, Turkey or China, for example, if the government doesn't like a web news source or just someone's speech, it simply turns that web source off so no one in those countries can see or hear it. Some countries don't want to be quite so obvious, but do want to be as effective in controlling access to information and differing opinion. In Tanzania, for example, if you want to have a blog to express your opinions or transmit different versions of the news, you can. All you have to do is register with the government to get a license, provide all sorts of personal information, and pay a fee annually that is more than the average person makes in a year in that country. Of course, you can still have your permit revoked if what you publish, quote, causes annoyance, threatens harm or evil, encourages or incites crimes, or jeopardizes, quote, national security or public health and safety, end quote. Oh, well, here in the U.S., we have the First Amendment, so we don't have any worries about that kind of stuff. But what does the First Amendment actually say? It begins, Congress shall make no law. That is the prohibition of the First Amendment, and it has expanded since 1791 through court cases and now applies not only to Congress but to any governmental entity. But what about private entities like Facebook or Twitter or Google? Nope, the First Amendment doesn't apply to them at all. So those private entities can and do cut people's access off for all sorts of violations of the site's criteria for good behavior, whatever they may be. Congress can't do that itself, but Congress can lean hard through legislation, hearings, taxation, and other means to effectively have private entities do what government can't do. And we're seeing that happen right now. 
so-called, quote, hate speech, for example, is actually protected speech under the First Amendment. But governments at all levels across the country are doing their best to encourage Facebook or whoever to act as private parties and censor that kind of speech online and other kinds of speech, too. Some in government would love to extend that kind of censorship to, quote, fake news, if they could only figure out a way to do it legally. So, on this World Press Freedom Day, let's not get too round-shouldered from patting ourselves on the back for living in a country with the First Amendment. Instead, in the spirit of Thomas Jefferson, let's ensure that we, quote, contrive to keep that right the right to have access to a free and open press so we may endeavor to, quote, keep power in check through the rule of law in our increasingly digital world. And we'll do our best to see how that's working right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. (laughs) 